This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It is Monday, March 7th, and this is People Every Day. Hey everyone, I'm Charlotte Triggs, and I'm so happy to be back with you. I hope you had a fun and relaxing weekend. We've got another jam-packed show for you, so let's get into it. News broke over the weekend that WNBA star Brittany Griner is being detained in Russia after being arrested for allegedly smuggling narcotic drugs into the country. The two-time Olympic basketball champion faces five to 10 years in prison if convicted. Texas rep Sheila Jackson Lee spoke out. Brittany Griner is a United States citizen. She was a guest uh, in Russia with the WNBA and I will be demanding her release. Lee, who represents Griner's hometown of Houston, joined Griner's WNBA team, the Phoenix Mercury, in speaking out for the release of the 31-year-old Texas native. Due to the current dangerous situation in Moscow, Lee asked Russia to, quote, stop harassing U.S. citizens and to release any prisoners currently being held there. She then asked the U.S. to, quote, pay special attention to all of those detained in Russia at this time. Like many WNBA players, Griner plays overseas during the offseason in order to supplement income. We will definitely be keeping an eye on this story as the world continues to watch Russia's every move. Now, as Russia continues to intensify their attack on Ukraine, more than 1.5 million Ukrainians have fled to neighboring countries. And although Russia had promised a ceasefire to allow for safe passage for evacuees out of Ukraine's major cities, there are reports of attacks on the evacuation routes, which have led to the deaths of at least two children. Celebrities from around the globe continue to speak out and provide monetary support for Ukraine, including the biggest names from the fashion world. Yesterday, supermodel Gigi Hadid announced on Instagram that she will be donating her earnings from the fall 2022 fashion shows to, quote, aid those suffering from the war in Ukraine. The supermodel, who is half Palestinian, compared the current conflict to the one seen in her own ancestral home. The post went on to say, quote, may we all see each other as brothers and sisters beyond politics, beyond race, beyond religion. At the end of the day, innocent lives pay for war, not leaders. With so many people feeling powerless to help right now, it's great to see people putting their financial support behind Ukraine. From one Fashion Week story to the next, Kim Kardashian turned heads at the Balenciaga Winter 2022 show on Sunday. The reality star stepped out on the runway sporting a custom-made bodysuit of bright yellow caution tape with the word caution swapped for the Balenciaga logo. This was part of the brand's 360 degrees collection at Paris Fashion Week and served as tribute to the war in Ukraine. The Keeping Up With The Kardashians alum posed with creative director Dima Javaslia, who notably sported a Ukrainian flag shirt. He used the show to spotlight Russia's invasion of Ukraine, reflecting on his own experience as a refugee of the Georgian Civil War. If you haven't seen these caution tape photos of Kim, I definitely recommend checking them out on our site. It's truly something else. I think it's the matching caution tape handbag that really ties it all together. And moving on to another notable woman making headlines for stepping out, Queen Elizabeth has made her first in-person engagement since being diagnosed with COVID-19. 
We know she met with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau today at Windsor Castle, but we also learned that she's moving out of Buckingham Palace. So joining me now to discuss this is People Senior Royals Editor Michelle Tauber. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Charlotte. So first of all, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, it's pretty amazing to see that the Queen is moving out of Buckingham Palace. After all, she's lived there for most of the time that she's been Queen. Yeah, I mean, this is a big deal. You know, the the palace, Buckingham Palace specifically, is so iconic and obviously so associated with the Queen, who has spent almost her entire reign with Buckingham Palace as her home base. As far as why it's happening, well, first of all, she has options. Um, Most of us don't, but she does. Second of all, you know, Windsor Castle is only about 20 miles outside of London, away from Buckingham. So it's still convenient, but it also gives her kind of a, a, a more peaceful setting and environment outside of the hustle and bustle of London. She has family there. I think it's just a, a better speed for her in this phase of her life. So Windsor, by the way, is where we saw Harry and Meghan get married, right? And also Prince Philip's funeral services were at Windsor. Is that right? Windsor Castle, of course, is one of the you know prime real estate holdings for the royal family. And there are a lot of uh, special memories that have taken place there. Actually, uh, Meghan and Harry uh, have Frogmore Cottage there, which when they're in the UK is still their UK residence. Prince Andrew lives nearby, um, his daughters. So there's a lot there to keep the queen kind of, you know, not lonely. My frame of reference is admittedly from watching The Crown, but I recall that like she didn't really want to live in Buckingham Palace and was sort of made to. So do we think she's finally like to the point where she's like, enough, I get to call the shots here. There is a, a feeling that in the royal family, Buckingham Palace is not the preferred place to be. You know, it's stodgy. It's it's um, very, very formal. Again, it's it's a tour- huge tourist attraction in the heart of London. When the pandemic started two years ago, you know, and everybody went into lockdown, the Queen was no exception. And at the time, she uh, went into lockdown with her husband, Prince Philip. And that's where they spent the, the time until his death a year ago last April. I think she had some really good reasons to want to leave Buckingham Palace, but they probably built upon existing reasons that she already had. So now that she's moving out, does this imply anything about who might be moving in? This is the kind of thing where the palace is completely lip sealed, not going to say a word. They're not even confirming that she's not returning. I think, you know, the speculation that it would be Charles and Camilla obviously makes sense. There is a a sense that Charles, who has very vocally advocated for a slimmed down monarchy uh, through the years, that he may want not to live there. And in fact, you know, maybe it becomes sort of a museum that's uh, open to the public in that way. And it serves, serves a function beyond just sort of this incredibly large home. What else do we know based off of her appearance today? I think you can see from the photos that that the palace released of the queen meeting Prime Minister Trudeau, she's looking kind of frail in my view. She's standing and smiling and, and speaking with him and carrying on her duties like very few 95-year-olds continue to do. This is not a woman who has her eye on retirement whatsoever. But at the same time, we know that she uses a walking cane now. And obviously, she herself is really, you know, recently recovering from her own uh, battle with COVID. I thought it was really cute that they had a little small, discreet touch sending a signal of positivity towards Ukraine. 
They've been very vocal in their support of Ukraine. And in fact, the queen made a sizable donation in support of aid for Ukraine. And um, as you know, she she likes to telegraph things sometimes with symbols and with colors. And she did that today with a very prominent floral arrangement that was in the blue and yellow colors of Ukraine. So the queen is obviously celebrating a massive milestone this year, the Platinum Jubilee. So that commemorates 70 years on the throne. And with her moving to Windsor Castle, does this change what those plans look like? I think right now, the plans are proceeding as they as they always have. Although she's not living at Buckingham Palace, fans can expect to still see her in that iconic Buckingham Palace balcony moment, waving from the balcony with her family. She knows how much those moments mean to the public. And, you know, in troubled times, often the queen can be a real um, touchstone for people. So I think it's really important to her that this all carries on. I think the world wants to see it too. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us and breaking this all down. There's obviously a lot happening over there and you're always clued in. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Later in the show, the return to the office is underway. Over the next few weeks, thousands of companies across the country are bringing their workers back into the office for the first time in two years. After two years of working from home, millions of people find themselves asking, what the heck do I even wear to work anymore? We've got you covered with our fashion expert, Andrea Laventhal. But first, are Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley getting back together? They were spotted together over the weekend, and well, you have to hear where they were and what they were doing after the break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back and Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley might be too. Sources confirmed to people that this past weekend, the former fiancés attended a wedding together. Woodley was not wearing her engagement ring and they are not officially back together, but apparently Aaron is going for it. A source stated that the reason Rogers and Woodley called it quits was because of their busy work schedules and told people, now when Aaron's season is over, he wants to give it another try. He thinks Shalene is very special. She's more hesitant though. She is not interested in getting back together with him yet. They have spent time together though and are in contact. Some of you may remember that a few weeks ago, the 38-year-old Super Bowl champion got all sentimental on Instagram with a caption that read, gratitude is the wine of the soul. Go on, get drunk. Wow, okay, Rogers appears to be doing some soul searching and that appears to include Shailene. So later in the same post, he included photos of the 30-year-old Woodley and said, thank you for letting me chase after you the first couple of months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Rogers then added, I love you and am grateful for you. Wow. 
Okay, so I don't know exactly what to make of this. I kind of feel sweet, but it's also a little bit high school. You know what I mean? I know that these two have a lot of differences in the way that they see the world, but it seems as though maybe things aren't over yet. Maybe? I guess we have to wait and see. So a lot of us have been working from home for literally two years now amid the pandemic. And you know the vibe, sweatpants on the bottom with our Zoom appropriate tops, living our best business casual life. But a lot of people are getting ready to go back into the office consistently for the first time this spring. And so literally everything we've bought for the last two years is not really gonna fly anymore. That's why I thought it was time to check in with our resident fashionista and see what the trends are for going back to work and to discuss whether or not we need to start kicking it up a notch in the wardrobe department. So joining me now is People's Style and Beauty Director, Andrea Laventhal. Andrea, thanks for coming. You know, it's so funny. I'm thinking I should probably do this video off so you can't see that I'm in my like Target best sweats, (laughs) Um, but I'm doing it while I can. So where do you even start when it comes to like putting together the back to work wardrobe? I do kind of think it's all about the feet up. If we're honest, we've been living in slippers and socks in our own homes. And so the idea of putting on what I call hard shoes and hard pants is really tough. The good news is in the last few years, even pre-pandemic, sneakers have become more acceptable footwear in the workplace, provided that they're fashion sneakers and not athletic sneakers. So as long as they're clean, you know, you're not wearing your like your playground shoes, Charlotte. (laughs) You can wear them with a dress. You can wear them with a suit. uh, You can do them with a trouser, a jean. It's just all about how you style it. Flats, okay? Flats are your friends. Comfortable flats. Uh, They still look very polished while being comfortable. And also, I am happy to welcome back what I called my shoe graveyard under my desk. So I would wear my sneakers to commute, and then I had a big basket under my desk of probably five different pairs of work heels. I would put them on at my desk, and then at the end of the day, they went back into the shoe graveyard until tomorrow. And most workplaces allow you to wear jeans, and I think we all know to keep it more of a clean, you know, uh, no rips, no crazy details, or this is not the time to bust out your favorite bedazzled pair of denim. (laughs) And then you can wear a nice structured blazer, a button down, even a t-shirt under a blazer looks professional these days. Doesn't a blazer feel like almost like alien these days? I don't remember the last time that I grabbed a blazer. Yeah. I mean, listen, despite my title and expertise, I struggle when I have to get dressed these days. And so what I've been doing is going back to the basics, a nice pair of jeans, a crisp button down, any kind of blazer, and then, you know, a booty, a clean sneaker, a cute flat, and you're done. What are some of the spring, kind of springy trends? I mean, it's like, you know, anything new and and different. Yes. The easiest trend is what we call head to toe bold. So you start with your favorite dress or suit preferably in a nice bright color. So let's say you have a really great bright pink sheath dress or suit or a great green dress or whatever. Now you accessorize with the exact same color. So a bag in that color, a shoe, earrings, throw on a sweater, just any color that feels at home for you. Monochrome dressing is the easiest way to look put together, on trend, and it's a no-brainer. 
Another piece I love an elevated basic. I like to think of myself as an elevated basic. (laughs) And one of the elevated basics for spring is the striped poplin shirt. So think like a a nice button down. They're a little bit oversized, but the versions this year have really cool little design elements like mixed scale stripes and color blocking. Front tuck it into a pair of straight leg jeans or a pair of trousers. You're good to go. Nice and easy. (laughs) Yeah. And then if you really want to get trendy with your accessories, okay, but the shoe of the moment is the clog. Clogs sort of made their reappearance around the fall. And they're cute, you guys. They're the perfect transition shoe. Your front of your foot's covered. So guess what? No pedicure. But the back is open. So the back says spring while the front says my toes are still hibernating. So if you're going back to the office for the first time in a while, what all do I have to get done? Do I need to go in for the eyebrows? Do I need a haircut? Here's the thing. Get a haircut. You want to feel like you're going back to school after a very long summer. So -hmm. what do you do? You get a little bit of a trim. You get your highlights refreshed. You get your eyebrows done and get rid of the unibrow. Just clean it up. Clean the whole thing up a bit. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for breaking it down for us. My pleasure. March is Women's History Month, and tomorrow we have a very special guest in honor of International Women's Day. But today, I want to highlight the story of this amazing woman who's the CEO of Coletti's Cookies, Colette DeVito. Trust me, this is one that's definitely something to make you smile. So DeVito is a 31-year-old with Down syndrome and an advocate for helping people with special needs and disabilities find jobs. After graduating from Clemson Life, a program at Clemson University that offers collegiate experiences for men and women with intellectual disabilities and prepares them for working and living in the real world, Colette DeVito's job applications kept turning into rejects. As she told people, I got emails saying that I'm not, quote, a good fit. Then she took matters into her own hands. In 2016, Colette decided to hire herself and launched her cookie company called Coletti's Cookies. Since then, she sold more than 550,000 cookies and started a nonprofit organization to help differently abled people find jobs. She told us, quote, I really want to help these people who have a disability who can't find jobs. There are 85% of people with disabilities who are unemployed. I know exactly the struggle because I was actually one of them. Of her company's 15 employees, about half of them have special needs. And a portion of her cookie company's profits go to supporting her own nonprofit. It makes me feel so inspired, she says. Helping other people, it's amazing. Isn't she incredible? You guys, I'm looking at her site right now and these cookies look absolutely amazing. Plus, they're available for shipping. Thank you all again for letting me sit in for Janine while she enjoys her vacation. I hope she's having a blast and I can't wait to be back with you again tomorrow for more People Every Day.